So did you have fun on the boat yesterday? Yes. I can't wait to go back out on the boat. I'm just so happy that the engine is finally running. Mm-hmm. And it's running. she's running proper. She's running strong. We talked about it a little this morning. So, But uh, you got to go... Got to go out there and you ended up sitting on your uh, your 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 life vest too, or did you just leave it on? Like I normal? just left it on. I didn't sit on it mostly just because I didn't I didn't understand the appeal. But okay, I was just like okay, and I was just vibing still. But I also enjoy actively moving around mm-hmm. when I'm swimming because I like to swim when we go mm-hmm. swimming. So yeah, it. I never took it off to sit on. I was swimming around. <laughs> yeah. No, I had an absolute blast. It, I, I was the first one in the water. so <laughs> Which <laughs> surprised me. Really? Yeah. I uh. was not expecting you to go swimming. Oh, no. There was no way I was. I miss swimming. Are you kidding? The thing is, is like, I just, I believe in the boater safety for at least, you know, one person has to stay in the boat. Uh-huh. So that way, if something does happen, the boat's not like, bye type situation. <laughs> And, I mean, the lake was empty, so, I mean, yeah. it was nice. I mean, it was a Tuesday, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And I didn't care about fishing. Nothing was sparking me to be like, huh, I got I got a fish. I need to fit. You know, I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got this. So, I just w- enjoyed it. Had the canopy up, I think, for the first time, honestly. So, or it's not called a canopy. It's called a bimini. Um, okay. you know, the bimini on the boat. So just that was there and just kind of relaxing, enjoying that. I don't know what the alcohol, um, allowances are on Lake Jackson or Jackson, but, but considering I'd have to drive back. So I was just kind of like, mm, I'm good. And then having my frescas and, and my, uh, water was, was just fine by me. And I just, I had a blast. I kept pulling myself all around the boat and I was swimming all over the place and just, it was tricky to get up because we don't have a ladder. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I got to consider investing in. But I kind of like the amount of work that it takes to get into the <laughs> boat. It's exercise. Yep. And it's not like you're not going to get into the boat, right? Yep. So one of the things I was thinking about, though, is uh, I think I want to do I do want to get a rope and tie a loop on on both ends. And I want to run it off the back of the boat and just drag i want to see i want to i want to know who can hold on to it the longest right because hey why not what's what's the worst that happens oh yeah you drown but you know <laughs> nobody's going to drown and die doing that i just no i absolutely love the water temperature was amazing uh-huh. the water was not gross it wasn't brown this is the first year that it was actually clear i could i i could almost i thought but it could have been just ghost vision i thought i could see lily's goggles that she was losing actively mm-hmm. but i was like they were a good 20 feet away from me i'm not gonna make that swim down because you know i'm buoyant <laughs> <laughs> so but what is up with roxy why is she suddenly when we first got her she jumped with the first time the first day she jumped into the water like it was excited about the water yeah she, she saw she had seen a fish um when she did jump into mm-hmm. the water i don't know she yeah i don't know what happened that made her like change but we also don't know how desperate she was to eat and drink at the time that we got her and that could have been why she jumped into the water which is fair because the day before she did steal half my sandwich one moment my back was turned so (laughs) so yeah yeah, no she 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 definitely is a boat dog no matter what she didn't get sick seasick at Mm -hmm. all she was definitely happy to be on the boat 
um, just when it came to the water. She was like, oh, that's weird. I don't like that. So I want to get her a life jacket to see if that will help her not be quite as like freaked out and mm-hmm. like having to exert as much energy as she did trying to swim around. That way she can just kind of float. Um, but yeah, until then. I, I'm definitely happy with bringing her with no matter what because she enjoyed being out. She always enjoys going out with us, and I love that so much. She's like the perfect size mm-hmm. that she sits down at your feet when we're going anywhere in the truck. She doesn't, you know, bother anybody, and she's relatively, you know, getting well. She, no matter what, she is immensely better at listening than like all the other dogs right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has become very well disciplined unless she's like legitimately distracted by something because she just her hunting instincts take over and then she's like uh uh-uh, uh I hear nothing <laughs> but the thing that I'm searching for. Yeah. And that's the only time that she gets like, you know, to a point where she's not listening to me. But other than that, yeah, no, she was very interested. And I feel like it may be just one of those things that the more we do it and then on top of that giving her that life vest that maybe she'll get to a point of enjoying it and being fine with it. I hope so. No matter what though, I am very happy that she has been coming with us on our little adventures and trips because I just, I love having her with us. It's very fun. She's very easygoing. You tell her no, you know, a few times when she gets distracted and forgets that you told her no. But other than that, she she listens and she sits and she's, you know, fine. It was, Lily was amazed when I was telling her uh, the commands, like, quickly in a row. And she was following them just as quickly. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I've been getting on her about you know being well trained because i don't want her to be like sky and jack where you know sky's just fallen out of it being an old lady jack jack has never listened since i've been around <laughs> and then he just takes himself for walks and walks away and literally will look back at you calling his name and turn back around and keep walking he does not care he's <laughs> like and i have cats so i'm used to you know you just you don't get to tell a cat what to do mm-hmm. and then now i have roxy and she's just she's super attentive like she just listens so it's it's amazing i'm very happy i'm very excited to have her with us more and it was very fun having her (laughs) she slept so soundly last night (laughs) yeah no and she'll we're just gonna keep doing this because like me my my thighs are hurting just because i i tread oh yeah mine too i'm i fully just was out there treading water and swimming around the boat also swam under it twice. Um, one, because I saw Nikki pulling out the chips and I wanted to mess with Tabby on it. So <laughs> I was literally on the other side of the boat. She didn't catch that. I was on the other side of the boat, saw her going and pulling a chip out for Tabby. Tabby asked. So I went under the boat, popped up the other side, put my hand up and grabbed <laughs> the chip. And she was like, what the hell? And I was like, yeah, what's impressive is I was on the other side of the boat. So, you know, and then I just, I just, yeah, my, I'm, I know how I slept I was out like that's the kind of stuff that's a good workout I definitely I want to go back out I want to make it a very regular thing and I think like you're like you guys enjoyed doing the video stuff for that and it's like oh yeah, yeah. so you, being able to do those as challenges and start doing challenges like honestly I, I was thinking about it like bow the boat right uh-huh. stand on the bow of the boat and I get that boat going full speed and then I stop it and you have to try to stay on the bow of the boat <laughs> And whoever whoever is able to first stay on the on the bow of the boat wins, right? So it's like those kinds of things, like those would be fun to do. So you can literally who's gonna throw who off the boat or whatever which way you're gonna do it. So 
but I'm just I'm looking at that and going, oh yeah, no, the, I I like being boat people. I want to I want to fix it, the little things to it before they become any kind of big things and make everything as awesome as as possible. So and just uh, get that going, you know. Mm-hmm. So. With that, welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything. This is our afternoon dive, and this is the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where we talk about everything stupid. I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And, of course, everything is stupid, so it's easy to talk about everything. So, I am going to read you some stupid, and you're going to enjoy stupid, huh? I said, oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. So, now, unfortunately, you didn't get to hear the morning, but this morning we had to talk about the fact that Pablo Escobar had... Um, when when he died in 1993, he had a own personal zoo, and among his personal animals in his personal zoo was a ma- one male and four female hippos. And when he okay. died, they escaped, and they escaped, and they lived in the river right next to his estate where all of his cocaine fields were. And at night, hippos climb out of the water to feed on vegetation, and now there's something like 215 cocaine-addicted hippos. Loose oh, in Colombia. So fun things that we get to talk about like that. So I'm going to start us off with a fun one. So in Colorado, a man tried to trade places with his dog in the car to avoid a DUI arrest. What? Yep. <laughs> Springfield, Colorado, a man who was pulled over for speeding, what? tried to switch places with his dog to avoid avoid arrest the police in Colorado said an officer watched him maneuvering inside his car before he got out on the passenger side on Saturday night in Springfield a town of about 1300 people on the state's eastern plains police said in a Facebook post the man said he was not behind the wheel and clearly showed signs that he was drunk and had placed his dog in the driver's seat trying to convince the police that the dog had been driving the car, hence the erratic movements. When he realized that the police weren't buying it, the man booked it. He ran from the officer when asked about exactly how much he'd had to drink, realizing the jig was was up, right? Uh And police caught him in only about 20 yards, 60 feet, or 18 meters. So after being taken to the hospital to be checked out to make sure the tackle that this man had endured, he was he was arrested on suspicion, uh, suspicion of charges, including driving under the influence of alcohol and or drugs and driving while while ability impaired, as well as for previous warrants that this man had. So any way that he looked at it, it was going to be there. The dog was not harmed. The Good. dog was not charged with any crimes <laughs> or arrested. So for anybody that's interested in that. So, yeah, what you think about that one? Just oh. just do the visual on that. Tell me the story. What is the story you're trying to tell a cop? Like, seriously. Yeah, I don't understand how, like, what went through. Well, obviously he was drunk. So oh, there yeah. wasn't a whole lot going through his mind, obviously. Uh, he <laughs> I I just never understand why people that like already have warrants out don't think, you know what, if I'm going to try to be away from these things knowing that I'm already going to be arrested for A, B, and C, mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, I should not break the law again. Just a thought. 
maybe <laughs> if I don't want to go to jail, I should stop doing the thing that makes me go to jail. But, you know, I, I just... Those things are always just stupid. I want to know where he came from and where he was going. That he had his dog and he was drunk. Because, like, was he at home vibing away and then just decided, hey, I know I'm drunk, but I want to go to this place. And, ah, come on with me, Paco. We're going to go mm-hmm. load into the car. We're going. I don't ask where, but you're driving. <laughs> like, what happened? And then saw the lights and the fear. That was like, oh man, I already got warrants out. Oh, I can't, I can't afford this. Hey, Paco, you, you take it, take it for me. Take one for the team. Here, come on, just, just switch seats with me. Like, I want to know if he was talking to the dog the whole time. Wait, like, was he seriously? speaking with the, with his poor little, poor little? Like, I'm imagining this little Chihuahua. I, I, <laughs> like, you know, I don't think so. I'm not thinking of anything much bigger. Like, I'm actually was thinking because we were talking about Roxy. Was thinking like a Roxy size type dog. Right, but a dog that's like how that dog feels so betrayed. <laughs> like you trying, trying to, to get me, sh- right? <laughs> like, but but here's the other thing to think about. So if he went to a bar and got drunk, right? Uh huh. So he left his dog in the car while he's in there getting drunk. See, that's what I'm like curious about. Like, I don't know where. What was the occasion that he had his dog mm. and he was drunk? Because that's just like that's not exactly. Something that I would picture for somebody right. being drunk is, ah, yeah, let me take my dog with me. So it's just, yeah, it, that's really weird. Um, lovely. Not surprised that it's Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to have fun with this. Are you ready? Because okay. the next one's going to be for New York. So, as we know, we've talked about before, right? And I'm not going to say that these things are related, but you can do some math on your own, okay? Okay. So, what happened in New York? What is New York City having to deal with that they're like, oh, crap, all we we shouldn't open our mouths about being a sanctuary anything. All of the illegal immigrants mm-hmm. that are now there. So, and, you know, no big backlash or anything like that, right? Oh, wait, no, except for the hotels that are now declaring bankruptcy. Uh-huh. Okay. Ready? New York Village mourns beloved swan that was eaten and or was killed and eaten. So in the villages of Manopolis and in upstate New York, they're mourning the loss of Fay, a swan who was stolen from the town's pond over the weekend with their four signets, which are baby swans for anybody who doesn't know. And the signets were recovered, but they were unable to recover the mom, the mama swan, as she had been eaten by three teenage boys. What? The mother swan was consumed and sad to say, but that's what they did. The teenagers were arrested and char- on charges including grand larceny and, and criminal mischief in connection, in connection with the swan napping. But they were because they were minors... And because of how everything is in New York right now, they were released to their parents and are expected to come to court for it. So the swans, which were a part of the family of swans that have been in the village for well over a hundred hundred years, were known for, you know, as being their swans because they're not native to that area. And there are some countries to the south of us 
where hunting swans is legal. Okay. But not in New York. So just one of the horrible side things like and now now people are getting upset i just but another one of those what why why did they for what reason did they decide that it was a good thing to eat a swan well remember we talked about in the articles about all of the people who were staying in hotels and all the remember the food that they were being handed out and, food. And they, and they were throwing it away because they just didn't like it. It wasn't good enough for them and everything else. But apparently, killing swans and eating them, totally fine. Okay. So, yeah. The the baby swans, the you know, they're just like... They're they're trying to take care of them right now. They're they're going to try to get them back into the pond within a few weeks. Obviously, the swans are dealing with the trauma of the fact that they don't have their mother anymore. And swans are extremely maternal, mm-hmm. right? All birds are extremely maternal, most animals. So, you know, New York is just having all kinds of fun stuff that's going on. They had a New York State trooper who was charged with manslaughter in, in a fatal shooting after a high-speed chase. They've got just um, there's now complaints. In fact, um, a federal monitor is now saying that she's disappointed in the results of a study that was taken in New York that was released last week um, to their their, you know, as part of their new initiative to stop gun violence. Now, so many people are being stopped and searched and frisked illegally that the city is facing a um, people who are getting together for a class action lawsuit against the NYPD. So, uh, yeah, just... Wow. There's just so much going on right now for New York. New Jersey, not much better. So, here you are. You and I are living in New Jersey, contemplating what we did wrong, because now we're living in New Jersey. <laughs> right? Just, we're, we're good. We've got our little central New Jersey home. Nothing big going on, right? Okay. And then we read on the news that there is a nice little meteor storm going on outside. And we think, oh, that's nice. I'd sure like to see one of those, right? Uh. And sure enough, a metallic object punched through a hole in the roof of a central New Jersey home this week, smashing into their hardwood floor and bouncing around in the bedroom where a couple was trying to sleep, said meteor experts are on, on Thursday. Oh, Lordy. So, Scientists with the College of New Jersey determined that the six by four inch object, which weighs approximately um, two and uh, two and a half pounds. So think about that. Six by four. It's only this big and weighs two and a half pounds. That's a heavy chunk of metal. Right. Uh Realizing that. Yeah, it's an actual meteorite and they're excited and thrilled about the chance you know, to be able to study the the meteorite, the family that owns the home <laughs> discovered the the little potato sized rock basically um, in their corner, still warm. About twelve thirty, you know, in the afternoon on Monday, the experts believe that it hit the home a short time, just a short time before it was found. Luckily, nobody was hurt, but uh, quite a few people were startled, including uh, the family dog. 
<laughs> so, you know, and so um, they checked it out, hazmat and everything else, radio, you know, for radioactivity on the rock and everything else. All came up negative. Everything came out good. So, but now here comes the question. So the scientists want to study this meteorite, right? Uh-huh. And this couple now has a hole in their their roof right uh-huh. so let me ask you this one do you think that the couple gets to say what happens with the meteorite and do you think it's unfair of the couple to say that they if that if the scientists want the meteorite then all they have to pay for is the damage done to their house otherwise the couple wants to sell the meteorite which is expected to be able to get upwards of $25,000 on eBay. I think that's fair. I think the biggest the biggest thing that I have always liked as a rule is literally that level of finders keepers, mm-hmm. which is how we, you know, lived life when we were still discovering different parts of the earth. Go, oh, hey, look, there's not, you know, enough people here not a lot of people here all these people we can overpower here and finders keepers that's literally how Mm -hmm. it's always worked so hey it fell from the sky into their home finders keepers not radioactive or anything there's no reason to seize it it's not for some public health concern it is a perfectly fine hunk of metal i feel like they are kind of entitled to it because it fell into their home and yeah if scientists want it well, then, and if that's their terms, that's bartering at that point. You pay for the hole in my roof. I give you this thing. If they really want it that bad, they'll do it. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. just saying. <laughs> like, they can't exactly be mad and be like, well, you should just give it to us. Donate it to science. Like, there's a reason why it's called donating to science, because I don't want to just give it away for free. Right. So if you want it that bad, buy it. Buy pay for the hole and damage done to my house otherwise i will sell it and still pay for the hole and damage done to my house yeah and that's and that's exactly you know and and let's be honest it's not going to cost twenty five thousand dollars to fix a hole in the roof caused by Uh a two and two and a half pound rock right yeah so it's like okay so guys spend a couple grand and get it fixed and walk out ahead because if they decide you know what you guys want to study this thing no problem it'll be on ebay yeah. You're going to miss out on a lot of money, right? Uh-huh. So, but that's not, you know, and that's that's a that's a bad situation. No arguments there. But let me ask you something. If you were going to be late for your airport uh, for your air your your flight going okay. to the airport and you weren't able to get a car, get a ride and you couldn't be late for your flight, what would you do? That's right. You would steal a backhoe and drive for 10 miles (laughs) to the Illinois airport to catch a flight. That's right. A Southern Illinois man has been charged with the theft of allegedly stealing a backhoe to drive 10 miles to an airport to catch a flight. Security camera footage shows that the Carbondale man arriving at the at the Veterans Airport of Southern Illinois atop a backhoe and leaving it in the airport parking lot what? on Thursday, according to the Williams County Sheriff's. Footage captured the man walking across the street from the lot to the airport lobby carrying a guitar case because, you know, what? banned and did not want to be late for his flight. The owner of the backhoe re- arrived at the airport a short time later and identified the equipment as belonging to his company. The, the, the sheriff's office said 
that the owners uh, the owner said that the machine typically used to move very large debris was parked on a job site when it showed when he came to the to the, uh, came to work to find it missing what the heck why why that I, that's all I want to know. Why a backhoe? Like, you really couldn't find anything else to... Uh, I. That's just such a weird option. A weird choice. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's random. That's what it is. And I don't understand why. I want to know. What did he not... What did he need to not miss for it to be... <laughs> I, I want to know where in Illinois you can be. And get away with driving a backhoe on the freeway or the streets for 10 friggin' miles, pulling into the airport, and and having the wherewithal to literally go to the airport parking lot, leave it there, and I assume he had to hotwire the thing, right? Yeah. But how impressive is it with the, this guitar guy? I mean, that's a song right there, right? <laughs> Because you know, if he made his flight, because it doesn't actually say, if he made his flight and he got to the other side, you know he was arrested. And if he didn't get arrested, he was going to be arrested. If he's lucky, the best place he could be arrested is whatever gig was so important (laughs) that he did this. Because that is a friggin' song right there Uh to set you out from anybody, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guy is lucky. I'm just going to say this. The guy is lucky that he was in southern Illinois uh-huh. and not Virginia. Okay. Because a large snake brought traffic to a complete stop at, a ver- at an intersection in Prince William County, Virginia. How? He, it, in trying to climb up a pole, the snake was in an electrical panel in the intersection of Prince William Parkway and Sudley Manor Drive and caused a power outage by completing a circuit with its body and flipping the switch off on the traffic lights at the Virginia intersection. The snake was so large that it flipped a breaker switch that shut off the entire signal but didn't damage anything else inside the box, officials told the news outlets. It's believed that the snake had been living in the box for a while due to the multiple molten skins found inside the box. When traffic signals weren't working because of the power outage, police say, you know, that you obviously you treat your intersections like stop signs. Now, the question I have, when did they find out the snake was there? Who opened uh, yeah, the box? I was going to say some poor worker. Oh, man. Some poor, poor innocent worker that was just trying to do their job opening that box and finding a snake. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's horrible. Ugh. And this is just, you know, absolutely crazy the snake even get in there well i don't know i just i just know that my visual is hey dale we need you to go over there and go see why the heck you know why why is that intersection out over there all right i got it gets over there opens that box and there is this thing that was big enough to have molted multiple times 
and was big enough to have flipped this switch breaker inside the box. <sighs> you know, uh-huh. I'm I'm just like I'm I am I am absolutely baffled on that one. It's just just because you just you look at stuff like that and you go that that can't be a thing. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So it it's just amazing to it's amazing to me but you know in philly because you know we don't want to leave pennsylvania out right okay so in philly the wheels in motion for the next philly naked bike ride in august is in motion what what do you no next Next. there have been what oh yeah oh yeah yeah so, the next Philly Naked Bike Ride is coming in August. Organizers of the annual jaunt to promote fuel conservation and body po- and body positive body image said Wednesday that they are holding the August are holding the August twenty sixth starting location and route under wraps and will disclose them fully under wraps. Right, the only thing not naked about this thing, and will disclose them fully the day before. Previous rides have zipped past sites, including Independence Hall, the U.S. Mint, the Liberty Bell, and the Philadelphia Museum of Art, where Sylvester Stallone's jumped ran up the steps in Rocky. The 2020 ride was called off because of Corona, although personally I happen to think that this is like the best way that you're going to guarantee social distancing is by having a bunch of naked people around me on bikes. Not because of them, but because I'm not going to be pleasant with my stuff smacking around on a, on a narrow seat, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the 10-mile oh Philadelphia Lordy. ride related, uh, related to the World Naked Bike Ride move- Movement draws about, guess how many bikers, uh, 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 bicyclists, every year? I, I don't know. Oh, come on, just guess. A couple thousand. Three thousand oh bikers in the buff. Organizers say it hope they hope it encourages people to bike more and embrace nudity as a normal and enjoyable part of life. The ride used to be held in September, but nude bicyclists said it was too chilly. <laughs> With the temperatures okay. only getting upwards of seventy degrees Fahrenheit. So in 2019, it was officially moved to August. Why would you want to do that? Some I bike seats are so uncomfortable as it is. They they do not do any justice to your poor butt while you are riding around. I could not even imagine how much worse that would be being naked mm-hmm. and on top of that being a man it's already hard having a bike seat all up in your personal business as a woman you hit a bump too hard and it is awful i could not imagine trying to do any of that as a man mm-hmm. so oh, why no, would you want pleasant. to do that naked mm-hmm. and those are the two most ra- i just to promote naked bike riding yeah no, but to promote body positivity mm-hmm. and encourage you to ride a bike and not take your car. So to be yeah. environmentally friendly and then body positive. Those are so random. Why did we decide those things needed to be together? I just, whenever I see things like this that actually have a following, it makes me wonder mm-hmm. who started it. 
I want to know who started it. 3,000 people. Who decided, you know what? You know what would be a great idea? We we have two two big issues right now. Carbon emissions and everybody hating the way they look. Let's make a day out of it, guys. Right. What is an alternative to taking your car to work? Riding your bike. What is a solution to body posit- or not having body positivity? Being naked, be- being around your body all the time, I guess. So let's put them together. Ride your bike naked. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, oh, ride your bike naked to work day, because that'd probably be awkward. Let's create an entire event where thousands of people show up naked and ride their bike in a 10 mile trek. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. And several people had to go. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. Yes, yes. Let's do let's do that. And it's a thing. So much so that it's not the first thing. So much so that you can tell me that it used to do this. It used to be here, and now it's changed. People complained about it. We've been, like that's that is a different level of a, like of joining together people. I am very scared. I don't want to ever be around that. I'm so sorry to the people that have to mm-hmm. <laughs> deal with their eyes being violated on this day that don't know that it's this day and have naked bicyclists just riding on by without their consent <laughs> because that's like i understand things like that being like you know like what what's the uh the burning man festival mm-hmm. it's like it's in the middle of nowhere yeah. and people go there and they're nude all the time they oh, do yeah. drugs they do crazy stuff there but nobody brings oh, children we, we have one here we have we have a festival here for that we have a there is a renaissance fair that is here that is literally basically swingerville naked you know, but, but people I'm, know what I'm it is. I'm saying that Burning Man at least is in the in middle, middle of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. This is in the middle of a city where you're subjecting mm-hmm. hundreds, if not thousands, of poor children's eyes <laughs> to seeing a bunch of grown adult people riding their bikes naked. Yep. That I just why? So I don't. Huh. Who who came up with this? Who thought this was a good idea? And how many people had to tell them it was a great idea? Enough people obviously enjoy it, but it's just. Well, let me, let me tell you Why? something. As somebody who used to bike all the time, I cannot honestly, giggling or not, name the number of times that I've slipped while pedaling. Oh. And if it weren't for my clothes. Your balls would be a bye-bye. Well, no, not just that. The thin seat facing my buttocks oh. would have, you know taken my virginity in a way that I wasn't <laughs> looking forward to. So without those two pieces of cloth to protect my rosebud from said sunshine intrusion, <laughs> I very much am just scared <laughs> of the thought of yeah. bicycling naked because 3,000 people, the odds are somebody... Ow, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think everybody that I've talked to at one point or another who's ridden a, a bike has, has goose to themselves. <laughs> and just the thought of, you know, accidentally slipping and, and sitting yourself there with 2,999 other people around you is almost as bad as being a cocky principal. <laughs> I do not have a segue for this one. It's not a good segue. But so a West Virginia principal got quite the wake up call at his school in the morning. 
Okay. At Zella Elementary School, Principal James Marsh was being helpful, as he was known to be, and he decided that he was going to help everybody by taking out the garbage. And so in his office, he decided to take out the garbage. So as he's taking out the garbage, he goes out to the garbage can, and he opens the lid of the garbage can, and it's early, early in the morning, about 7.15 at this time, and, you know, nocturnal animals are just starting to wind themselves down, and as we know, you know, little, you know, masked bandits have been known to get caught inside of garbage cans and dumpsters, right? So when the principal opened the garbage can, he was met with a pair of eyes. Lovely. From a 126-pound oh. black bear. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he was surprised to discover the black bear had somehow managed to get inside the dumpster over the weekend. The latch fell over it, and it, the lock bar had locked the bear inside the dumpster over the weekend. So as Marsh was unlocking the lid on Mon- uh, the lid to the bin on Monday, the bear began pushing back at the lid. That'll really wake a person up, Marsh said on a telephone <laughs> a telephone interview. This was seven uh, seven fifteen a.m. And if you are not already awake, oh, I guarantee you that you are awake. <laughs> Marsh darted away once the bear's head appeared, and he realized what was staring at him. The bear then jumped out and ran off in the encounter, and it was recorded on the school security cam, and has since been shared widely across social. <laughs> media and it was absolutely great i watched it i was like oh my gosh so i want you to think about this you're this bear you think you're slick right you pop into this dumpster now the janitor has no idea what's going on janitors work at night after hours of schools right Mm -hmm. locks up the dumpster just puts the safety latch on and then the principal (laughs) poor guy that's all I could say. Uh-huh. Poor guy. I mean, the only thing that I could think of that would be scarier for me than opening a dumpster and seeing a bear pop up its head at me and, and like push out to get by me would be if I was out surfing at the Dol- on Dolph- Dolphin Island and... Looking around, and I look next to me to see surfers to my left, and I look to my right, and I see a shark. That's right, a twenty-six, a twenty-six foot alligator Wait, surfing what? the waves with me. There are plenty of alligators in Alabama, but how many do you see that enjoy a day at the beach? So Mark Harville, a twenty-seven-year-old Mobile resident, came across the lengthy gator and was absolutely startled when he saw them. So apparently this is seeming to be more and more common because there are people who are are you know snapping pictures of surfing gators in Mobile, Alabama becoming heck? a thing. I'm sorry. How no, back up. People surf in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you can surf through the Gulf every a lot I of ju- different places in the Gulf. But I just <laughs> Yeah, you bought people bodyboard and they do all kinds of things. But just imagine that I you're out there and you start thinks, surfing. I just nobody thinks Alabama. 
Alabama. And it's like, yeah, man, I surf out in Alabama all the time. Like, you think surfing, you think the coast, like, West Coast is, like, the number one thing that comes to people's head because they all sound like, yeah, dude, totally radical. Like, that's all people ever think about. It is so funny moving out here and having people think that that's just how people are mm-hmm. in California. That's how all of us talk. And it's it's funny because there are people out there that talk like that. Yeah. And they're the surfers. So I when I see... My brain is accustomed to seeing a very specific person whenever I talk. Anybody talks about surfing. So when you say that somebody is surfing in Alabama, <laughs> my brain is trying to mesh together the two accents <laughs> and put together a hillbilly and a surfer dude and and make it one because I surfing in Alabama. <laughs> I just feel like there are so many like at least the biggest threat. On the West Coast, it's like, oh, man, yeah, a shark, maybe a jellyfish, maybe a stingray. If you're lucky, they'll show up and you'll go, mm-hmm. oh, that's a little spooky. But there are so many more spooky things <laughs> when you go to the South oh, that are yeah. in the water and people still serve. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure at least one less does now <laughs> if you're sitting there surfing. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm if I'm up on a surfboard, I don't care if it's my first time or I'm like a seasoned pro. The day that I get up on a surfboard knowing, hey, I'm in waters, there's sharks and everything around here, you know, there's there's moray eels. Got to be careful because there's things that are out here that would hurt me. And, and you've learned since about barracuda and how big yeah. and scary they are. Well, they're in the Gulf, too. Right. Lovely. And then I look to my right and I see a gator. I'm done. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I am done. He is surfing and he's doing it better than me. I I can't do I can't do that because they can swim out, break through the waves, hop on and just go. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so a little different change of pace. And this is kind of what I've been doing in the afternoons Um, tomorrow. Just for anybody that wants to tune in, we're going to talk about UFOs and we're going to have quite a few UFO stories to talk about because. It is getting really strange how real that they're actually getting to the point where, if you didn't know this, NASA held its first public meeting on UFOs a year after launching a study in into this into the sightings, and uh, they're insisting they're not hiding anything, but <laughs> they are. So oh. until then. Join us tomorrow on the Stupid Podcast on Everything. I have been Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we're going to talk about everything stupid because everything is stupid. Peace out with your peace out. Peace out.